I got a big mouth. Came out. I talk from my heart. I'm real. You know what I'm saying? Whatever comes, comes. But my controversy probably. And it's not my fault. I'm trying to find my way in the world. You know, I'm trying to be somebody instead of just make money off everybody. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I go down paths that haven't been traveled before, and I usually mess up. But I learn. You know what I'm saying? I come back stronger. You know, I'm not talking ignorant. You know what I'm saying? So I obviously put thought into what I do. Your karma, everything that you do bad comes back to me. So anything that I'm doing that's bad, I'm going to have to suffer for it. But in my heart, I think what I'm doing is right. You know what I mean? And I think heaven is just when you sleep, you sleep with a good conscience. You don't have nightmares. Good hell is what's going on everyone it is your girl queen queen and this is hot topic just a public service announcement before i start this episode i want to let everybody know that this episode will really consist of a lot of passings depths of the industry the people that was in the music industry just kind of playing catch up on a lot of different type of politics and stuff that's going on i did want to start it out by saying rest in peace to michael k williams he is the man who played in uh, I want to say it was, well, of course, it was The Wire, Lovecraft. I personally knew of him when he played in The Wire because the simple fact is that my sister, at a young age, we had no reason watching The Wire, but she was definitely a big fan of him. Of his, she loved. Uh, she loved The Wire, of course, and I got hooked onto it. So therefore, I remember seeing him in The Wire, and he was. Even then, he was a good actress. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, a good actor. He was a good actor. Uh, I never did watch Lovecraft, but nevertheless, they said that uh, he did a lot of cameos on different type of movies and etc. I really wanted to bring him up is because that he was dealing with a lot of depression, and it's so crazy how when people pass away, you never realize what all they was going through because they're saying it in so many ways. But you know, I think people underestimate the fact of like, well, you're on TV, you're famous. What what are you depressed about? Why do you you know what I'm saying like you don't have nothing? You're rich. You know what I'm saying like you don't have no worries. You're nothing like us. But what people fail to realize and I tell people all the time is that a peace of mind is something that you cannot buy. And a lot of time with success and uh, money comes a lot of pain and heartache. And if you was already dealing with some type of addiction or anything like that, then uh, that makes it even harder. I mean, just because you got the money, now you can bring, you know, buy more of the products. So, you know what I'm saying? Or you can get more in debt if you got a gambling addiction or anything like that. So, uh, they did say that uh, 54-year-old Michael K. Williams was found dead in his Brooklyn, New York home this past Monday, September the 6th. No official cause of death. Uh, they did identify that he had heavily uh, heroin in his system and he could have overdosed. So I I seen that and uh, I'm not going to lie, I did want to look deeper into it just because I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me see. Because even with his last post, I think his last post was saying something about don't mourn me when I die. You know what I'm saying? Know that I lived a great life and I'm happy. And it's crazy. That's all like the tongue and the mindset is a powerful thing. That's why when even when it comes down to manifestation, like I tell people all the time, watch what you say. You know what I'm saying? Watch what you say. Of course, watch what you do. But definitely watch what you say and you put in the atmosphere because you don't know how it might play up. I don't even like talking about death. I don't even like, you know, speaking, like saying certain stuff that come out of my tongue or my mouth because I just I just say you have to be prepared. Uh, I seen a clip 
that he talked about his emotional mental roller coaster. And I wanted to play this clip because he was doing even on talk show. So let me get this clip. How together. have you first of all, when did you address the hater in your head, that critic that was keeping you from some of the things that are happening now? I really just started addressing that um, shortly after the, the production had ended of Lovecraft Country, to be, to be frank. Um, I just, you know, I never, I just started therapy, uh, you know, and really taking that seriously and starting to unpack, um, like you said, the critic in my head and what, and how that has affected my, my actions, my responses to certain situations, my relationships. So it's um, a very new process for me. How have you... First of all, when did you address the hater in your head? Okay, so that was his uh that was his response to the host when she asked how did he deal with a lot of, you know, the fame and the ups and downs of what he was going through. And uh I actually looked at a, a video from the Breakfast Club that he did of course a long time ago and um he was saying a lot of good gems. So if you guys can please go check out that that interview of that brother. I hate that, you know, we tend to go listen to music and words and uh different type of stuff people say once they pass away. But um, it definitely gives you signs to look for if you have a family member or anything else. But I never forget that I was asking her questions about, uh, you know, him being successful. And he basically was saying, even when he was on a wire, and a, the wire was a cable TV, you know, like that's a cable network. I think I want to say it was on Stars or something like that, something like that, Showtime or Stars. But that's a cable network, and it was popular when it was on. And so it's like for him to be making all this money, you know what I'm saying? He was bad at managing money because he had an addiction and a problem. And therefore, you know, he ended up uh, losing it. You see what I'm saying? So he was just like, yeah, I'm on the wire and people thinking I'm famous, but I'm sleeping on, you know, a family member couch and stuff like that. So please be mindful and don't ever underestimate that people that don't even have more than us. Let's just say if they do have more than us, please don't underestimate and feel like that. They don't need someone to check in on them. And, you know, just ask questions like, hey, you okay? You know what I'm saying? How do you feel? It takes nothing, especially when they get to a certain level or they already fighting a lot of demons and all this type of weird out energy. Some people can try to latch on to you because they feel like that, hey, you know what I'm saying? This person has money now, so let me go ahead and get in where I fit in. But then when this person was already at rock bottom or when this person hit rock bottom they can't even confine in you and that's another thing too please uh as black people especially no shade no tea we need to look into getting therapy and stuff stop having the notion that everybody that go to therapy is crazy or ain't nothing wrong sometimes you don't want to talk to your family and friends but talk to someone let it be known like hey you know what i'm saying like I need you now. You know what I'm saying? What the song say? Not another second, another minute. Y'all know I got to give y'all a little taste. But, uh, yeah, you know, just definitely rest in peace to that man. He was dealing with a lot of hurt, pain, and turmoil. And uh, he was dealing with a lot of, you know, addictions and different type of spirits and stuff like that. So please love on your loved ones. Hold them tight. Do not be so quick to be judgmental because the same way you could be judging them, that can be you the next day or down the line. So be careful who you stir your nose up and laugh at. 
Okay, so another person who passed away, comedian AJ Johnson, best known for Friday and I Got the Hookup, passes away at the age of 56. And this is so crazy because I promise you it's something about, remind you, I just said Michael, you know, he passed away at the age of 56. I always feel like it's something in the industry when these entertainers hit the age of 50. It's like, I understand there's some people out there that has been leaving in the 70s and 60s and 80s, but it's just very rare. I just hate to hear that a lot of these uh, celebrities die in the era of 50. I don't know what is it about 50s, but yeah, he passed away. This is the man who played a drug addict, you know, uh, that was on Friday. He played Ezekiel Friday. He played I Got the Hookup. He was actually like, you know, the co-star next to Master P. Uh, he played in a players club. He was the bouncer. So he was definitely good at entertaining. He was, he was always funny. I feel like he was funny in every last movie he played in. So, um, uh, So they haven't said what was the cause of death, like far as like what was like the issue that he passed away. But I wanted to get into something because his wife had came out and she basically had some words to say about the incident in the passing of her husband. Uh, and it kind of really got people in a debate. And I want you guys to listen to it and then let's talk about it. I did the GoFundMe. There's $700 in there. Um, a few of my friends cash at me and I made that clear. I got like another 400. Um, but no, it's, it's like you say, y'all say I love him. Where's the love? Y'all not helping. Like I get the calls or inboxes saying y'all raising money. You trying to you know we're raising money because I have to pay for this all out of pocket. I'm asking for help, but if I don't get it, it's fine because I'm not leaving my husband in there like that you know what i mean we're gonna have a service i'm gonna do everything i know he would have done for me it's just, it's just hurtful you know like i would not be asking if we had it or we had a policy do you know what i mean like i'm not the one you know it's people that saying that they're gonna give money we haven't received it if i just look at it right now it's, i did the go find me that's all out of pocket. Just to bury him in the funeral services alone would be close to 15. I asked for 20. I mean, I would give the kids, but among the kids is four. But if it's nothing left, it's fine. Um, I want to put him in Rose Hills, but if we don't have the money to do that, we will have the service and I will cremate him. If you guys want to give or they want to give, I would appreciate it if they don't. That's them. But just please stop the fake love. Please stop the fake calls. Please stop the fake texts. Please. That just for our family. And when I say our family, I mean me, the kids, and the grandkids. Just stop it. Just stop. I'm going to stay busy, and I'm going to work. I'm going to work in a couple of days. So I'm not going to worry about this. I apologize. I'm not going to worry about this. Whatever happens, it's all out of. Okay, so that was his wife, uh, and she basically she got on TMZ and she kind of like was doing like a little interview and she, you know, if you did not understand the clip, she was basically saying like, hey, you know, they need help. 
finding money. He did not have an insurance policy that needed help burying him because the simple fact is that, you know, they don't have any money and it cost to bury him. She was asking for over $20,000 so she can bury him. She's just saying like a lot of people are reaching out to her, talking about fans and people that's in the industry and, uh, and, uh, you know, basically they're reaching out to her, but nobody is sending money. Okay, so let's get into this. And the thing, the reason why I want to bring this to attention is because that this brought up a big debate because it was kind of like a lot of, some people was turned off because the simple fact is they feel like, how are you asking fans and people that did not know him like that? Or even asking celebrities that, you know, probably haven't talked to him since he did, I did the hookup. Not trying to be funny, Mr. AJ Johnson, I don't think he was even probably working. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't even think that he's been, he have, he's been out of work probably over 15 or 20 years. And even though he was a comedian and stuff like that, I think that everybody go through their spells. You have to keep on going. That's the reason why it's so important for different streams of income. Uh, I, I don't even think that they was together when he was at the height of his success. So a lot of these women end up getting with these men that were used to be celebrities that still sitting over here living off this. Oh, yeah, I used to be in a players club and this, this, and that. But in real life time today, you're still going to work and he's sitting on your couch or he's helping out. Nothing saying it's wrong to be like a low-key family man, but it's like, why is it that, what would, first of all, and I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, you guys give y'all thoughts about it. But my whole thing was that I didn't like when she came out and was just like, well, nobody's sending money. Y'all say y'all love him. Y'all say y'all care. Where's the money at? Now, are you talking about the people that get up every day and support their kids and only got a nine to five that during a pandemic and we are pretty damn near leaving check to check you want us to give your money and give our hard-earned money to you your husband there was somebody that was famous that had jobs and stuff like that i don't know what you know what I'm saying like i don't know how much the man made because i never forget he did an interview with uh vlad tv and he was saying like even on friday i think on friday he did not get paid and i think at the time that was a low budget movie so a lot of artists uh even john witherspoon was saying like how he only got got paid five thousand dollars you know compared to what he ever making a movie but you know back then they was just trying to get their faces out there so he didn't even get paid for one of the big time movies that is still a classic and in the other two movies i'm pretty sure he got paid but he ran through it but at the end of the day it's kind of like the audacity in it because you know you got some people like well she had to humble herself you damn right you gonna humble yourself when you're asking people for money but please you know what I'm saying don't underestimate the simple fact is that people have to do that for you like we're obligated even the people in the industry you know what I'm saying like don't get me wrong i understand what she was saying on that because the people in the industry twenty thousand dollars you know what I'm saying? For them to help out or a couple of thousand dollars for them to give her, it's nothing. It's nothing compared to how much they spend at these strip clubs. So I understand what she's saying, but at the end of the day, there's the relationships that he kept. Did he keep those relationships throughout the time? You see what I'm saying? Like, was he even in position? Because regardless, of, it looks like to me, regardless if he was famous or not, you would have never had the money to bury your husband because your husband was not financially, you or your husband was not financially stable to keep you know what I'm saying life insurance and different type of stuff going or whatever so how dare you look down or you look to the public strangers 
the sit up here and say, oh, condolences, and, you know, and uh, he was such a funny man, isn't it? You looking at these people to help out with the funeral. Like, please make it make sense. Because my whole thing, and then after I even listened to it, she was saying, like, she need at least 20000 Like, oh, yeah, because I'm going to bury him, and, uh, you know, I'm going to bury him, and once I bury him, then, you know, I was going to, it's four kids, and he got grandkids, and I was going to split the money. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. So not only are you trying to get donations, you literally trying to spend up, you know, like, you trying to spend a bag on the kids and everything else. You still want them to have a lifestyle that your husband and god forgive me for doing that but your husband couldn't even maintain they cannot even maintain you know what i'm saying for you and your family while he was on earth so uh how do you guys feel about that do you feel like she justified you know for feeling like the people in the industry that he worked with in the past or whatever should step up or do you feel like no you know at the end of the day that's her responsibility and she definitely cannot be upset with anybody surrounding her okay so let's get into it like i told you guys this podcast is really dealing with a lot of people that you know passed away or you know mental health and stuff like that and the reason why i wanted to get this all out because you know it's very important so okay wendy williams was allegedly drinking every day before she was hospitalized so as wendy williams continued to focus on her physical and mental health additions um I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, you guys. I kind of look over my notes and be all over the place. Okay. Um. So basically, September the 14th, she had got hospitalized because she's 57. Ooh, child, that's what I'm saying. I'm, and the reason why I'm giving y'all these these dates and these these ages because they're the other two was 56. Wendy Williams 57 for to go through rehab. She's in rehab or whatever for alcohol, uh, alcohol use. And they're basically saying she was drinking every day. Anybody that know <clears throat> Wendy Williams is literally one of my kind of like talk show TV, not radio station role models. I don't care what people sit up there and say and how much they do not like Wendy because they feel like she gossiping full of this. But I love Wendy Williams because I feel like she was the top person. She was the person that was bringing it to the table. And I don't care what you say. People love that show. You know what I'm saying? Because she brought out, and she said, she. it's kind of like the saying say. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to say what I'm saying. I'm going to stand on it. You see? So, uh, she's hospitalized and she's going through the process of uh, rehab because, um, you know, she has really been through a lot. You know, her husband for over uh, 15 years was sleeping with like his side chick and, you know, they was messing around all, you know, for at least 10 years. But uh, uh, they was messing around for at least 10 years, him and the side chick. But the side chick ended up decided to keep the baby because, you know, they said she had multiple pregnancy by Wendy's husband, but she always got an abortion. But she ended up keeping this child, and her husband ended up basically, you know, getting a divorce. They ended up getting a divorce. And I feel like Wendy took it very hard. She definitely did not want to get a divorce. They only had one child together. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like, Kevin was her everything. Even when she did her documentary, it's crazy to say, but if you even rewatch the documentary, I think it was more so of the scenes with her and Kevin and how she, uh, you know, how she kind of went through that. Now I ain't gonna say all of it. I kind of really got a better outlook of how she felt. But uh, yeah, just to know that uh, Wendy had at least went through over, I want to say, don't quote me, ten plus 
miscarriages before she actually had her son. And uh, Kevin was there the whole ride. She felt like Kevin was the one who built her up, who gave her the confidence, who made her believe that she is, you know, woo-la-la. So uh, when he left, it's kind of like Wendy is, like, gone with the wind. Like, oh, my gosh, like, this is all I know. This is the only person. This is my best friend, my lover. And, you know, it just hurt her. And I think as people, human, women, we need to definitely understand it because I feel like we get so caught up in the moment of, oh, it ain't a big deal, and I'm going to let this person have them. That's hard. That's the measure of being with somebody through thick and thin. And then you guys be together over 15 years. And this is the only person you ever loved and trust for them to have another baby on you. And then next thing you know, you have to understand she was the breadwinner. So Kevin, even in the midst of their divorce, he walked off with half of everything. He still gets spousal support from Wendy. And, you know, and all he's doing is spending it over there with his, uh, with his, with his new chick which is the one with the baby so um speaking of kevin hunter she got hospitalized and everything else so kevin birthday had came up he said birthday vibes all week so thankful to the most high god for all blessing i tried to tell him health is uh health is wealth not money god said they'll learn have a blessed day so He's been a little shady boots and not trying to be funny. I just hate when people that have done you wrong, when you are dealing with pain and, you know, you're still kind of going through like a little tough patch or whatever, they tend to flip that and feel like that that is God showing them or there's some type of joy in that. And it's sickening because what at the end of the day yes Whitney probably wasn't perfect but Kevin you was the one who put her through and got her in this state of mind you see what I'm saying so it just was very tacky he got a lot of backlash because people feel like what is that to sit up here and say and you was uh you know like she didn't mess up she didn't have no key about somebody else it wasn't a rumor I to this day I haven't heard not one rumor about Wendy Williams she messing around and everything else so at the end of the day it's kind of like for you to be we talk about oh i tried to tell them that it was uh health is wealth and stuff like that well if that's the case then give her back her spousal support because I, I don't feel like she should be paying you monthly a month you know what i'm saying so, so, uh, just so you can sit up there and be with your side chick so it's like yeah that lady's stressing that lady's stressing because she working all day 24 7 trying to keep her name up to spite then on top of that she's paying you she already know you're you're giving that money to a woman a mistress that you cheated on her with that broke up the marriage and stuff like that so that's very draining and mentally and wendy even though wendy talk a lot of noise i don't see wendy as being like that confrontation for her. It's like yeah i'm gonna do interviews and stuff like that she have always kept her being business so top tier private and i respect her for that too because it's kind of like you know um like i was saying about beyonce like this is my job my personal life is two totally different y'all said of course i'm gonna get on this show and entertain y'all but please do not under do not underestimate the love and stuff that i have for my family you know my family and stuff like that so yeah uh okay so we're gonna end it off with we're gonna end it off with let's see jeremy right out of detroit michigan 
recently fell on hard times during the birth of his uh, of his son, who is two now. In February of 2019, Jeremy fiance Tasha Robertson found out they was having another child, but just two months into the pregnancy, Tasha was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. During this time, Jeremy was working in construction to provide for his family, causing him to be away from his family often with uh, with some jobs being out of state. In October 2019, they successfully birthed their son. Sadly, in March of 2020, Tasha with her news that would change their family life forever. She found that she was in stage four breast cancer. Immediately, Jeremy walked away from his job in construction and came home from uh, from a job he was working in Tennessee to be near his fiancée and take her to radiation appointments, appointments also becoming her full-time caregiver and helping more with their ch- three children, son 15, daughter 14, and baby boy 2. He took up a job working for DoorDash just to get money and to pay for medical bills and keep his family going. It became too heavy of a load for Jeremy because doing DoorDash just wasn't enough to provide for the family. He is taking it one day at a time with his fiance. He is in deep pain watching Tasha suffer for something that is beyond her control. Uh, please find it in your heart to support this family by contributing to their GoFundMe leak. So, uh, that is very sad. Young mother file, young man files on hard times while trying to care for his three children and their mother who was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. Uh, let's definitely keep that lady in our prayers and stuff like that. I just wanted to end with this uh, story just because I wanted to let people know we honestly have to be grateful. You know, like grateful for waking up, grateful for different type of stuff. You might not be where you want to be right now. Nobody's perfect. You see what I'm saying? And uh, I never forget. I was looking at something. It said you might not have a five star, a uh, five, uh, pl- five year plan. I'm sorry. You might not have a five year plan, but you still have hope, joy. You still have your health and your strength. You see what I'm saying? Like this lady literally is married with kids and she's dealing with stage four breast cancer. She's still finding it hard to let her kids know and try to make memories. And while her husband, this is something that he has to cannot step in and, and protect her from. And it's turned him apart too. And they have to keep on focusing on the fact of we can believe, we can do it and putting a putting herself, you know, like far as putting her kids and their mindset, you know what I'm saying, to uh to keep on pushing no matter what. And uh I just commend that young man because in this society and this generation in general, like dudes are so quick to up and leave when stuff get hard. I ain't even trying to be funny. Some dudes can't even stick around with a healthy child around, let alone the mother having breast cancer and you know and dealing with stage four. So uh let's just pray for their mental. Let's pray for their health and strength, you know, and stuff like that. I'm really praying that this lady pushed through and stuff like that. It's, it was uh, very sad to know that that was the cause of, that was something that she was going through. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little, you know, a little twisted, and you know, because that, that really makes me emotional knowing that I'm a mother of three kids. So, you know, that's my biggest fear is to leave this earth and uh, I don't get to see them grow. So I can only imagine this lady going through that and fe- looking at her kids and knowing that, hey, <clears throat> I might not be here to watch you guys grow. 
So uh, just I want people to embrace yourself. I want people to know that you are great no matter what you're going through. If you woke up and got your eyes open, that's good enough. You know what I'm saying? It's another day for you to try. It's another day for you to live. Some people don't even have that opportunity. Some people, whether deal with, you know what I'm saying, everything that comes with life in the BS, just to be here. So the word is be grateful, be thankful for what you do have. Because some people don't even have that. You be thinking you stand somewhere in the projects with, you know, with a hoopty and stuff like that. Do you not understand? Is somebody out there right now wishing that they did stay in the projects in a hoopty? They'll, they'll be so happy. They'll be so satisfied. So please, it's the saying say, somebody uh, trashes another person's treasure. So please treasure everything you have because it can be gone in the blink of the eye. So uh, that's what I want to end this off on. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please like, share, comments, and let me know what you think. Thank you. Mwah. What's going on, everyone? I'm so happy you decided to join me on this journey called Podcast Life. We will be discussing topics like celebrity gossip, life lesson, politics, and etc. This is a judge-free zone. Think of me as that homegirl that is so down to earth that you feel like you've been knowing for years. Remember, over here at the Boomerang Effect, the motto is never judge a book by its cover before opening it up and reading it and remember it's okay to agree to disagree just stand on what you're saying got it period please like comment share give feedback anything to help this podcast grow because it is a voice for the people so love peace and unity Mwah.